You're listening to the Legion of Reason. Welcome to our special Bye Bye Harper episode, installment 146 <laughs> of the Legion of Reason, podcasting a critical eye in a sometimes less than critical world. Tonight, the Prez Chris, the ever-feisty Twilight, and yours truly the supreme irreverend Dr. Randy Tyson talk about a preacher in Calgary trying to cash in on the recent success of the Toronto Blue Jays by comparing life to baseball in his sermons. Parents in Busby, Alberta, vote overwhelmingly to keep saying the Lord's Prayer in their public elementary school. October 19th is our national kick Harper's Ass Day, and we answer a listener's question to boot. But first, this past Saturday was our counter-protest to what was originally a show of support, or was supposed to be a show of support for homophobe ex-Calgary bus driver Jesse Rao. Now, you guys did most of the organizing for this, and and uh, so this started how? This started, well, on our podcast, really. We were mm-hmm. talking about Jesse Rao and how he was making a big deal out of the Pride bus that he was never asked to drive. And now he's going around saying, oh, they changed their story. They were saying we had to drive it, yada, yada, yada. But, of course, his word against the city, I'll take the city myself. I don't know if anyone else. The only evidence we have, of course, is the letter city, the city gave him talking about his code of conduct issues, which I would say were... <laughs> Uh, extreme because they talked about the Nazi stuff on his Facebook and all these other things. In fact, we also mentioned that for him to get fired for all these reasons were kind of moot since he wasn't past his probationary period and since he's saying that he was having to drive the bus and then saying he was going to get fired for not driving the bus when that's not what the city has ever said that I ever saw. So they started this support for Jesse Rao. They were going to march on City Hall at 1230 on Saturday and then you know, we started our counter-protest. And we only had about 40 people say they were going to come, but a few days later, they changed their little support for Jesse Rao into something about uh, supporting Christians that are persecuted, complaining about that, yada, yada. So now that was start at 12. And I think think that event was actually organized first because when I looked at the when those two events were created, I think the... um, Christian Vigil was actually planned first, to be fair. Well, they didn't bring Jesse Rao on until close to the end. So they yeah. didn't keep it to their 12.30. I did talk to the journalist there, and she thinks they would not have gotten a permit for the Jesse Rao thing regardless. It would have had to have been the, uh, the other one. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That, that so. uh, journalist was from, Glo- was it Global? No, it's the Calgary Herald. Yeah, she was from Herald. She didn't want to cover it because she didn't want to give that group any attention really so she was only there in case something happened which i think she missed out on the sign rippage incident so we'll have to talk about that yeah we will Mm -hmm. uh cbc was also there with the camera and i was a little miffed when i saw their story because they're going on and on about how he was fired for not driving the bus which is complete crap they didn't check the facts at all yeah i wouldn't really care if he was fired for not driving the bus that's that's what he's supposed to do that's what he's paid to do and it was never part of his route so he never had to yeah so they could have at least got that straight. The whole fact of his firing was around the fact that he was making a big stink where there was none. And also they kind of said, oh, it broke out into conflict. Well, um, I don't think we created any conflict other than our just being there. But people came up and were uh, a little bit aggressive with us. You know? Yeah, there's yeah. there's video of that poor... I, I, well, Vicky. I, yeah, Vicky Penn. The, yeah, 
her sign got ripped, and they she have video did of that. Excellent video. She did a great video compilation of uh, a few things there. And did you guys know? I just kind of learned about this like today or yesterday or whatever. That in the states there was a bunch of anti-Muslim protests going on. I think on you know uh, on the same day, so, and there was certainly enough of that sentiment there. That's and there was some of that in uh, with uh, uh, the leader of this street church that organized the the, the uh, whole protest. It. Who oh, we, we we should mention that sign that got ripped was simply quoting Bible verses, not even the Bible verse, just stating where they were. Mm-hmm. But the gentleman who engaged, who was part of you know um, Archer's group group that put together the support for Jesse Rao and their little oh poor Christian persecution going on. It was one of them that ripped one of the people's signs who weren't, we weren't allowed up on the platform where they were. Well, of course, we didn't have a permit, and I'm sure they didn't want us there. So, <laughs> in fact, the police made sure that things were peaceful. They arrested the guy that did the sign ripping, and I guess he got fined. And then the Arter, how do you say his last name? Pavlovsky. Yeah, he, he shamed the police for being on our yes, side. Yeah. Uh, he, no, they weren't on our side. I had a, a long talk with the police there, you know, just, just shooting the bull. You know, we went from things like uh, topics of uh, uh, free speech issues. You know, they were very sensitive to the limits of free speech and where those limits lie. They were awesome guys. Uh, it was really good. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, that was when uh, uh, Archer's brother, David Pavlovsky, came rather aggressively. Now, this guy does look like a... Kind of a skinheaded kind kind of guy with a, a mullet Very with uh, shaved sides of his head, and uh, gave me vibes that were not good. Had this sign saying, "What was it again?" You know, I want to describe the sign. I can't remember exactly. It's what it was. a picture of a rainbow gun pressed against somebody's head, and it says, "Gay rights in 1995. We want tolerance. 2005. We want equality. 2015. Bake the fucking cake, bigot." Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, bake the fucking cake, bigot. Because not selling to a particular demographic just because they are, are happen to disagree, you happen to disagree with their. Uh, I'm not even going to say lifestyle because that's bullshit. It's not lifestyle. Who they are, uh, you know that that violates human rights legislation. Get over it. You're a bigot if you think that. Done. So. And if if it if you have to take others' rights away and you think your gun's being held to your head because you can't anymore. What does that say about you? Yeah, and and so this same David Pavlovsky came up. You know, Nate got up on the stairs onto the platform, but but you know, not really onto the open area. And David Pavlovsky came over, and I was talking with Nate Phelps about this uh, on Sunday because he was he was over at my place, and he, he uh, David Pavlovsky actually threatened him physically. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Yeah, he's like, I'll take you. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah, and so. Arder, if you're listening, you'd better damn well apologize. Uh, that is not behavior which is conducive to free speech. It goes beyond free speech. And I took a picture of the incident because I could see something was going on. And there were a number of people. I think, Twilight, that you were right there. Yeah. Yeah. And so Nate was actually threatened physically. So, yeah. I just, I just, I just was like, no, no, no. I put my hands up and was like, no, 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 no. Like, really, no. And... Oh, the things we got to get to the part where they, the nuttiness they said at the end. That just got my goat. Sorry, I'll let you continue. <laughs> no, go ahead. Well, telling us that we want them all dead. And I'm like, no. And, they're, and the because I yelled from? out no. That like, we're haters and stuff like that. Yeah, they yeah, want us all haters. dead. They want... 
they want the wow. Christians dead. They want us all dead. And I was like, no. And my son, I was like, no hate. Like I was pointing my son to my sign that said no hate. And he's like, see that she agrees with them. I'm like, I'm saying no. <laughs> yeah. Well, nobody Disgusting. is giving them credit for extreme intelligence. Let's just say that. And I've had enough of Arthur. He's, uh, yeah. You know, I, I wanted to talk about a little bit about the Southern Poverty Law Center in the U.S., which is one of the groups which, along with the Anti-Defamation League, is monitors uh, groups like, in, at least in the U.S., monitors groups like uh, Street Church, which is Arthur Pavlovsky's vehicle. And they define a hate group as being having beliefs or practices that attack or malign an entire class of people, typically for their immutable characteristics, which I think is pretty much dead on with, with Arthur Pavlovsky's group. And they go on to say that inclusion of a group in the list of, of hate groups does not imply a group advocates or engages in violence or other criminal activity. So they're just basically defaming a, a whole demographic. And that's exactly what uh, Arthur Pavlovsky is doing. And yeah, so like under wrong. those rules, I would I, I think that he would be considered, uh, or his group would be considered a hate group. And I yeah. ask people... I asked people, well, who do you think this group is? And most people didn't know who they were. They were they're just there to pray for persecution. And I said, well, don't you find it ironic that they persecute gay people, but they're complaining about being persecuted? Don't It's kind of hypocritical, and a lot of people agreed with me. So most yeah. people did not realize who they were. Mm-hmm. And by the time the thing finished, there wasn't that many people left, that's for sure. Oh, gosh, yeah. You yeah. know, it... it CBC in, said that it was something like 100 people there. I don't think there ever was 200, 100 people. They, Did they say 200? No, no, maybe the one, 50. The one, maybe 50. The one, yeah, I laughed when I saw that 200. I was like, no, no not no, at all. Not, well, not on your life. There was less five. than 20. Oh, yeah, probably five. Yeah. When, yeah. when it came time for Jesse Rao to speak, there was hardly anybody there. Yeah. Well, after that bit about how we all want them dead and how they're so persecuted in this country, even though he's sitting there with his free speech all cozy. Yeah. Yes, this oppressed Christian exercising his free speech, free speech in it, uh, being oppressed. Well, no, no, sorry. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> well, that's the thing that offended me the most was, you know, the way that they, um, yeah, they framed the it. deaths of, of um, Christians who really are being persecuted elsewhere in this world to create their bloody narrative that, oh, we're being persecuted here in Canada. That because, is such a, such a bullshit. Because we can't hate gay people. We're persecuted. That's their main theme. And we brought along cases, thank you for printing all that, Christine, of people that were also killed for free speech, whereas these people had free speech. Yeah. Hey, that was my idea. Uh Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'm trying to think of her name that provided the cupcakes, the rainbow cupcakes. Uh, The name starts with a J. Janine? Hang on. Oh, we're terrible. (laughs) Yes, we're terrible. I'm terrible with names, and I always admit it. (laughs) I'm just terrible. Hang on here. Besides, I'm an asshole. Credit, and uh, that's the first time I met her. Although I felt like I knew her because of the Facebook interactions and that kind of thing, right? Yeah, and she was very uh, prominent on the Facebook page that we created for this counter protest. Mm-hmm. And we, a lot of pictures were posted on that page. Uh, what's the page called again? Her name. Full name. Protest to the stand for Jesse Rao. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Genie. Yeah. I just call her Genie because yes. I don't like no one. Oh, sorry. Names. Sorry. Yeah. Edit that then. So yeah. Genie. Yeah, thank you for the cupcakes. I had one. All, they were, and we learned. I had to that point in the day. Well, she does it professionally, so um, I hope she gets some. I hope she got some exposure, uh, exposure, and some uh, business out of it. She had cards, yeah, they, so they were really good. We lured six were. of those kids down, including Jesse Rouse. 
kid to have cupcakes <laughs> with us. I I got a I got a, a Gideon's card. Oh, lovely. And then Free Bible. the one of <laughs> one of Arder's group who was speaking how about how gays are not God's children. He was arguing with me at length about that. And he saw the card and he's like, oh, you're with Gideon's. You do good work. And his face all lit up. I'm like, really, buddy? Are you kidding me? I'm like, no, this is just was a trade for a cupcake. So he went and got me Gideon's Bible and traded the card for the Bible. So now the Gideon's <laughs> Bible is at work for if the, you know, we need a commissioner rose. <laughs> so. And another thing that was, uh, there was a prominent uh presence of the Christian Heritage Party, which Jesse Rao is running for in the upcoming federal election. And they were there. Now, I, it's interesting that they would associate themselves, uh, actually align themselves with what I would consider to be a hate group there. Jesse Rao is now running for that party. Yeah, in Calgary, in one of the in Calgary West Hills. And so the other gentleman that came to talk to me and gave me his card, and he would basically wanted to understand why we were there. And I just said, because... Well, you've got a group here that's persecuting people, and they're claiming they're persecuted. I found that quite ironic. And then, of course, I had been explaining to him after that, after you let him know I was an atheist, Randy, <laughs> that I I was... I was Sorry. I would go to their church if they wouldn't persecute people like me and I guess I understand how the gays would feel being persecuted making a big stink about this pride bus as if as an atheist I go into your church and I hear all those awful things about you I'm able to be moral without your god I'm able to understand consequences and I went on and on about that and he was like okay and then at the end after Jesse Rao went up he went up and he was talking about how he was such an awful sinner before he found god and all these other things and I was Really, buddy, really. But at least, unlike Jesse and unlike Arthur, he did not preach hate on gay people. Yeah, well, he was still there. He was still there. And, and the still Christian Heritage he, Party was still there. And he was part of the Christian Heritage Party. He was also yes, running. Yes, he is. Yeah, so, so. Uh, I'm sorry, if you don't agree with Arthur, you don't be there. Yeah. Um, Larry Heather, does that name ring a bell? He ran for mayor. Oh, oh yes. He was yeah. the independent. Yeah, he yeah. He was kicked yeah. out of that party for being too extreme. Okay. I'm like, why don't they kick out Jesse Brow as well then? Because he had, um, Tanya and I had a bit of a conversation with him and he got pretty aggressive with me and I was, I was really glad the police were watching it because he was like pointing and totally in my physical space. I thought he was actually going to jab me one in the chest. Ooh. You know, going and on. And I would not be surprised. And, and, uh, you know, don't do this and holy, like kind of a scary guy. Well, what he was saying about gay marriage and such was, of course, it's going to erode the fabric of society and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Stop doing that. And I'm like, holy crap. Well, uh, uh, what's his name? Arthur Pavlovsky was saying that nothing is good has ever come from homosexuality. And I'm thinking, well, except love between two consenting adults. Exactly, but he was quitting <laughs> it to pedophilia. And that's I where it's I was. Ridiculous. That's where I booed. He was like, oh, and the, they're, they're the pedophilia and yada, yada. That, there are not more gay pedophiles than hetero ones. There aren't. Yeah, pedophilia isn't about sex. It's about power and power over, over somebody. And children are the easiest uh, target for that kind of uh, power trip. So, yeah, there's there's no relationship between homosexuality and, and pedophilia at all. Uh, get over it there, Archer. Um, and the, th the thing is, he was saying that because, you know, after he said that there's n nothing good that has come from homosexuality and uh, and that homosexuals have a lifespan, which is 20 years shorter. That's wow. That's <laughs> bullshit. But anyway, uh, 20 years shorter. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, dude, you must really hate people that are terminally ill with cancer because they've only got six months. 
<laughs> what kind well, of lunacy is this? I asked him about gay animals, and he didn't really have much of an answer. I don't think he believed me. <laughs> yeah, too bad. So, uh, no, and I tried explaining in societies where there's gay people that are allowed to be gay people, just themselves as people as they are, just people, they'll quite often help with the raising of their nieces and nephews and such. They do have a place in society and they do support their families yeah. with resources. So, <sighs> yeah, these these people, this, you know, Arthur Podlowski especially, and certainly the Christian Heritage Party, want to turn back the clock to a less enlightened uh, set of values. And I'm not interested. You know, I'm really not interested. Oh, I'm interested, but not in the way that they want me to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're, we want to follow them and say, hey, uh, yeah, we're, we're watching you. you this, is, this is basically like right-wing watch. We should have something up here like that. We should, yeah. Because these people are flying under the radar for the most part. Um, but you know the CHP is is something to watch as as a as a hate group. Mm-hmm. And if every candidate doesn't want to be equated with hate, then don't run for that party. Yeah, I mean if you don't want to be called a bigot, don't be a bigot. Yeah. Well, they even they even brought down the NDP. They they even called out NDP saying they're godless and everything else. I'm like really. Something I never heard of. <laughs> That's good, though. I, I I would approve of that. I mean, I don't care if somebody believes in God, but I certainly care if it if it actually becomes part of public policy. They want these things and to I've be got public no interest policy. In that. They yeah. feel the Bible is the only way and only Christianity as well. Yeah, you well, can the, be religious and secular. There's no incompatibility there. You know, well, they, they certainly don't think had so. choice yeah. words for our uh, esteemed mayor. Uh, oh, Nancy, they hate Nancy because he's Muslim. Yeah, we, yeah. we have a Muslim mayor in Calgary. He is incredibly secular, and he, they can't stand it. That they was, I it. thought, some pretty serious hate. Yeah, yeah that went judge. over and the against line against the police too. Hey? Oh yeah, shame on the police. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Police. And there, there he is. Able to say that. <laughs> well, <laughs> good thing this is a free country, Arthur. Yeah. Jeez, I'm done with this guy. He's 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 a wack, worse than a wackaloon. He's worse than a wackaloon. They're, they are absolutely sickening hypocrites. Yeah. Well, they're like our little own Westboro Baptist Church, aren't they? You know. Yeah, they're very similar. It's so bad, but yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. and you spoke with Nate after Randy because Nate right. sure got a lot of attention. <laughs> sure. Uh, CBC interviewed him for a little bit. And, and every stuff. single nutball there interviewed him. They they were on him constantly. Yeah, it's pretty funny. He was pushing the limits. <laughs> good old Nate. So yeah, and we had a yeah, it was a good time. Good time had that all. <laughs> it was interesting. It lasted a lot longer than I thought. So. Well, I got. I think we had more people than I thought we would. And at the end, we had probably had more people than than were remaining at, at listening to Jesse Rowe. Yeah, they enjoyed our cupcakes and oh, the Mormon boys. I didn't see them. Oh, it was funny. They posed with the, the, they had no idea. They posed with <laughs> cupcakes and they were yeah, well the dressed with their Bibles. And yeah, it was quite funny. They had no idea. Aw. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. pictures. I was carrying the uh, Atheist Alliance International uh, Free Rife sign in because um, there was quite a few people getting off the bus, right? And this one woman came up, saw the sign and said, thank you. And I just thought, aw. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had some people going by. One guy, I think you were there, Christine, yeah. uh, who yeah. didn't realize, he thought we were one of them, you know, yeah. one of Arthur's group. And he said, no, 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 we're, he saw the Atheist Alliance, you know, sec- secular, the word secular in there. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, we'll stop and talk to these guys. So <laughs> it was good. 
Yeah, no, he was uh, totally on board. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. You know, most people in Calgary are. This is like like one of the police officers that I was talking to is like, yeah, he he just uh, completely. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, shoot, uh, you know, basically screws himself up by just opening his mouth. Basically, is what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? He discredits himself by opening his mouth. There we go. Yeah, and and normally I would just say ignore those people and and they'll go away. But this one was beyond the pale to invoke. You know. Christians who really are being persecuted. Also to ignore the fact that it's not just Christians. Yeah, who are being exactly the point that I wanted to bring up is because, yeah. you know what, there are Christians that are persecuted throughout the world. There are also Absolutely. Muslims, there are Yazidis, there are Hindus, there, there are atheists. There are, it, it happens everywhere. To single yeah. out a single group as special, that's not moral. Especially yeah, we, themselves, as not being able to persecute makes them persecuted. Well, that's the yeah. thing. It becomes part of the whole persecution complex thing that, oh, we're, they're not letting us be discriminatory. Well, fancy that in a in a society where that searches for equality. <laughs> yeah. You know, color me surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever, dude. Yeah, because normally, like, that kind of voice, just, just ignore them and they'll... But they don't. They, you know, they're... They're getting worse, and I think we need to, like you say, monitor that. Also, I'd like Absolutely. to uh, have a little presence at that pro-life clinic, or that, uh, sorry, the pro-life group that uh, um, goes to the uh, clinic and stands across the street from there, which fortunately they're not allowed to stand in front of it. Yeah, we um, have to try that sometime. There a lot. Yeah. You know, I, I've seen some kind of good counter-protests. I think too. that's a good idea. We should create another protest for some, some weekend. Well, um, I don't know if they do it on weekends. They're there on or weekdays. weekdays. They're there every day. It's whatever, Saturday. whatever. There was one guy from the marijuana party that was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there was another group that was there. I don't know a couple of days ago, and they had a sign that said uh, something like, um, "We support your choice, sister." Yeah. Well, we have to come up with some good signs for that and do it again. Yeah. You know, yeah. these people have to know that there's a there's a voice that is not in agreement with them. Yeah. You know. And you know what? If you don't want an abortion, don't have one. If you don't exactly. want exactly, you know. Uh, engage in a uh, gay relationship, don't, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's very very simple. Just leave us, you know, the rest of us alone. Con- consenting yeah. to sex is no more consenting to pregnancy than getting a license is to consenting to be in a car accident. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. And, and you know, bodily autonomy is, is a right. Why yeah. are, you have to give re- uh, rights to a fetus that no one else has. If you're going to say to, to basically force someone to go to, to uh, end of term and give birth, anyway, we're getting off topic. Um, <laughs> we have topic, but but yeah, it's it's the same. You know, it's fruit of the same poison tree. I get extremely annoyed when I see men out there too. Yeah, isn't that just a yeah? Yeah. I don't know how to feel about that. Uh, you know, because I don't. You know, when you talk about feminist issues, I don't want to speak because. I'm a guy. I really haven't lived it. So, but there are some things still, that I do speak up. You stand up. for equality, so you're still stand a feminist. For equality, <laughs> but uh, I don't stand for sa- stand for sameness. Well, it's not to say that I don't think men have a voice, but that's an interpersonal thing between a relationship or whatever, right? You know, um, if if a couple negotiates that decision, yeah, I think that um, you know, okay, I'll give the example. Um, when I had my daughter, I had genetic testing done, right? And if anything had been wrong um, that was going to go colossally sideways, I would have made that tough decision. And I had that conversation with my ex-husband, and he totally understood, right? Hmm. Yeah, I was just lucky. Yeah. My boys just had Tourette's, which you can pretty much live with. So, 
Yeah, well, but there's hell, sometimes awful I wish I had Tourette's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sometimes no, I, I don't. I do. <laughs> <laughs> that could excuse no, some of my behavior. <laughs> uh, I'm awful. Only one percent get the voice ticks. <laughs> oh dear. There's, you know, if, if if you're carrying a fetus that's going to be viable for like two or three days, and you're going to live, you know, of horrific two or three days and awful pain and and that kind of thing, right? And suffering or, you know, something colossally bad like that, right? You know the more humane decision is to take care of things. And I'm sure any doctor would probably recommend exactly that, right? And that's what I don't like about these pro, um, what are they, like anti-abortion people. They, the the no choice, I guess, anti-choice. Yeah. Yeah. Or pro What what I really don't like is how they frame their language about babies. You know, we kill Mm -hmm. 300,000 babies a year in North America. Babies. Yeah. And and they never, when I call them on that and say, well, that's a lot of children. And what if they're being aborted because the mother's addicted to alcohol, drugs, et cetera. And this, these children, these babies are on our healthcare system for the whole entirety of their lives. Are you willing to foot the bill for those taxes? They never get an answer. I just hate the shaming aspect, you know, because obviously the people that go into that clinic see that. And nobody knows the reasons why they're going in there. Maybe I don't care. Some, yeah, I don't care either. But, you know, like have a little compassion. Maybe somebody's going in there because their partner's beating the shit out of them and kicking them in the stomach every day or something. You know, who knows what people's stories are, you know? Yeah. And, and to shame people like that, I think, is, is just terrible. Well, they're doing it for Jesus, so they're justified. Of course. Yeah. I don't understand how blind justification makes a person lack empathy so much. It, it It's something I try to ex- understand, but I don't want to. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I don't know. I do find it beyond comprehension. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, to invoke a holy book as opposed to your compassion toward your fellow humans. That's. Oh, but they're better than it. their fellow humans because they have Jesus and you don't. Religion certainly can make people very immoral. Uh, and justify it as being good somehow, using their holy book and twisting the scripture or whatever, or or relying on Bronze Age values to be applicable to a modern uh, zeitgeist. You well, can't do that. I don't think that they're necessarily the ones twisting the scripture. I think the ones that are behaving morally are the ones that have to cherry pick and say, "Oh, uh, this is absolutely part of the Bible, right." Yeah, and you know, so in that sense, yeah, I think. Um, Religious people can, of course, be moral people. Like, like I say, uh, most religious people are more moral than their religion teaches them to be. Yeah. Yes, thank goodness. And so, not because of their religion, yeah. but because they are humane people that were born that way, sort of say, if you don't believe that. <laughs> well, let's keep an eye on those that group. And, um, you know, if they're just doing their normal whatever they do, do, does he still hand out sandwiches and get violations for the that? I assume so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you stand up there and you're saying, I feed these people. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, yeah, that that's basically the sheep's clothing. Uh, the wolf is uh, in the uh, anti-gay propaganda. Yeah. The Brainstorm Podcast presents The Shift to Reason, Saskatchewan's first secular conference. It's happening on April 30th, 2016, and features some great speakers that include Seth Andrews, Nate Phelps, and Lovato Lewenning along with others. This one-day event in Regina includes lunch and a VIP after-party with the speakers. Tickets are available at shifttoreason.eventbrite.ca and start at $95 for early bird tickets with student pricing and limited VIP tickets. Keep up to date with the conference on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shifttoreason. 
So I have something to, to play here, and we're going moving on to the Calgary preacher that is cashing in on you know the recent success of the Toronto Blue Jays. He's done this before uh, with the Simpsons and Metallica. I don't know how you get a sermon out of Metallica, but uh, whatever, dude. And so I'm just going to play this now. Have they been resurrected as a baseball team? Pastor John Van Sloten isn't taking the stage today. He's taking the mound. Today's message is all about a God who uh, cares about baseball and maybe loves baseball for all we know as much as we do. For the first time in two decades, Van Sloten can combine two of his passions, preaching and pitching, into one. As the Blue Jays get set for the playoffs, Pastor John is telling believers to look for angels in the outfield. It's a game made up of players of all shapes and sizes, and that's a pointer to a world full of people of all shapes and sizes, all of whom have a place in terms of the bigger team, in terms of the bigger game. We believe that God made the human beings that came up with the idea of baseball. And so somewhere in this game, there are fingerprints or whispers of the divine nature. I think that part of them that resonates with the game is something that God's implanted in every human being. To participate in national joy, to participate in all of us focusing in on on one thing, um, uh, to participate in shared glory together as humanity. To be clear, Van Sloten isn't saying that God is rooting for the Jays or that they can count on divine intervention on their journey to the World Series, but he is saying that the next time a player hits a ball high in the sky, fans could take it as a sign that they're not the only ones enjoying the game. That's a heavily edited version of uh, something that appeared on CTV News uh, last week. So he's uh, talking about nationalism? I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of incoherent. I think what he's saying is that, you know, we all converge around the love of baseball, which is not, maybe that's another reason why I'm a heathen, because I really don't give a shit about baseball. <laughs> I could not give less. You couldn't give uh, two fucks for it? Some of shit about baseball or sports kind of <laughs> generally. So I guess, uh, you know, but well, you can apply I don't give that. a metric fuck ton of shit <laughs> just to make sure I use, you know, foul language. Yeah. But good for you. Um, I don't know. I thought it was kind of cute. Right. Yeah. You know, some make a sermon out of Metallica and the Simpsons and baseball um, compared to what we were just talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Filler for an, a slow news day. That's what I no, call it. I, I, you know, is, do you think he's reaching a little bit too much for this? I mean, uh, you know, pe- the world is like baseball. Of course he's reaching way too much for it. But, <laughs> but on the other hand, he was also very clear to say that God's not picking a team because often people will say, oh, well, God's busy, you know, choosing the team instead of, you know, well, kids God's in Africa cheating. dying of starvation and AIDS and stuff, right? So he was pretty clear. So you can't kind of critique him on that moral point that a lot of people would, right? And I, I I just thought it was kind of cute and harmless. I find it interesting that he's done sermons on probably one of the most atheistic television programs ever, and that's The Simpsons. Yeah, what, denouncing them. And Metallica's is he denouncing kind of them and saying what did he say? He, he's looking at the family so. dynamics uh, yeah. in in The Simpsons. He's weaving pop culture into his sermons. Yeah, basically uh, is what yeah. he's doing, and it's an interesting thing. But you know, they're trying to do this kind of thing nowadays to attract more people in, into the pews. You know, you see all these signs with these pithy little pseudo-philosophical uh, statements, uh, you know, that, that are just like, you think about them for a minute and you realize, geez, that's pretty lame. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 
it's there's a, a change in you know people were expected to go to church now it's like oh geez what are we going to do to keep our keep people coming I mean, it's not relevant anymore. how to make I, it I, relevant. it's interesting it's imaginative certainly yeah exactly right i i don't know i i find it cute and harmless and I don't have a problem with it. It's certainly harmless. He's talking about nationalism, of course, and you can apply it to anything else like that people like. So, of course, he's taking in things people like. Well, it's it's nice. I use the word nationalism because nationalism is often a bad thing. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. uh, What would you say then? Like when I was, or you know, I don't know, fandom around baseball. I don't know. Yeah, because it can apply at the Olympics. It can apply pretty much anywhere where people get together. And he's like, oh, look at all of us doing the same thing together. And well, then we all leave and, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, then we, and then they all leave and preach hate about gay people and, and bash husbands. Maybe they come for a circle. I don't know. Like, that's something I don't know about that church. Maybe they're quite happy. Um, maybe they're quite um, um, endorsed. They might very well be, right? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know which church he's with. It doesn't. New Hope Church. Yeah, I, yeah, Hope but I have Hillside. no idea what that group is. Uh, so he's trying to be hip, I guess. But yeah, the whole it, there was a movie. Uh, uh, oh, um, what's that movie with uh, Kevin Costner? You know, oh, that Build It and They Will Come. I just yeah. watched Field, that. That's I what just, I think. I just hated about yeah. that. Field of Dreams. God, was, God loves baseball. Field of Dreams. What the hell? This is the first, <laughs> folks. This is the first <laughs> on the podcast a <laughs> pop culture re- re- uh, reference that Chris beat me to. Wow. <laughs> Have you watched I'll Archer yet? I'll probably never do that. Good, good on you, Chris. I'll probably never do that. Chris, have you watched Archer yet? No. Oh, for fuck's sakes, get on Netflix and start watching it. For Oh, God. You will not regret it, by the way. My favorite show right now is, is Archer. Um, why? I've tried watching a bit of it. But oh, it's still... fucking hilarious. Is why. Well, it, that whole thing about that girlfriend and sort of. his mother not, like, his mother's wacky. Totally. Well, that's and... the whole point. <laughs> Everybody's wacky on that show. It's totally wacky. Yeah. It's so on PC. It's hilarious. Yeah, that's the thing. It's. That's the best part about it, I guess. Uh, I am in bed. It's not a not apologetic or anything. No, not at all. It's just yeah. Uh, I love that line. He's got had the clap so many times uh, that it's more like applause. <laughs> best line ever. Uh, anyway, well, his girlfriend or whatever that tough chick is, she's really annoying. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I think the the most annoying one is uh, Cyril. But anyway, he's supposed to be annoying, so that's okay. Yeah, exactly. She's just too, I don't know, typical. She's the straight man or straight woman with big hands. Big hands, yeah. Monster hands. Anyway, uh, so you got to watch that. I I can't believe you just, oh, well. Anyway, you got the reference. (laughs) So, uh, Field of Dreams. Yeah, the whole thing where God loves baseball kind of crap. It's like, oh, please. Um, God loves uniting people under baseball yet not under civil rights. So it's, it's about a bunch of guys that work together not needing a god because there's no evidence that god is on the field isn't it more of a uh description of humanism i would say <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just like they seem to be i'm trying to look here i looked up um the church and, and what their stance is on gay marriage and all i see is today we're going to talk about this so i didn't tell jesus and gay marriage i i suspect they're probably um quite liberal and maybe even on the new agey side of things mm-hmm. yeah 
Harmless, but it's a new age. in the sense yeah. of in the in the strictest sense, harmless. I, I still I'll take him over Archer any day. Exactly. Yeah, and if they're standing up for the rights of, um, if they're on the right side of certain issues, then what the hell, right? Yeah. They're allies in a sense. <laughs> Love one another. Blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. I don't know. I'm just looking up snippets here. I should have looked at this before we uh, podcast, but this old big draggled thing today's message is all about god who cares about baseball and maybe loves baseball as much as we do said von slotten in our church we believe that god made human beings that came up with the idea of baseball so god made doctors and came up with the idea of doctoring even though other people say you shouldn't let doctors play god i think and then this other part van slotten believes baseball appeals to someone Something deeply embedded in the psyche of every man, woman, and child. I think that part of them that resonates with the game is something that God's implanted in every human. To participate in national joy. To participate in all of us focusing on one thing. To participate in a shared glory together as humanity. But what if your team loses? Then you share in the sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and as of this point, it, it, the series is tied 2-2. So we find out tomorrow if uh, Toronto moves on or chokes. <laughs> and I still don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not a big baseball fan. Uh, yeah, I, I actually kind of was back 22 years ago, but now I'm just like, meh. Uh, it's just, I'd be a Johnny come lately if I went back to it. It's hockey season, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> All right, I mean, that's yeah, a real Canadian game. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, baseball is so boring. You cannot watch baseball without beer. It just can't be done. <laughs> or cotton candy. Cotton candy? Yeah, our small town had this cotton candy vendor that would come for the baseball tournaments, and well, that was the only thing I for beer is basically what you're saying. Well, I was standing there drooling over his cotton candy the whole time until he finally gave me some just to make me go away. Uh, <laughs> a lesson you've learned to this day. Well, it doesn't work anywhere else. <laughs> I don't uh, look as pitiful and starved as I was back then. All right. So, must be school prayer. Shall we move on to that? Yeah, that one's rather disappointing. Yeah, this one is kind of bizarre. You know what? This is from uh, the Edmonton Journal, and I've got something a little bit later. Uh, Naomi Lacritz has written something uh, in support of uh, getting rid of it. Uh, Now... In uh, Busby, Alberta, and there's been a few other places like Sturgeon, or is it Sturgeon? Yeah, Sturgeon School District. Uh, in Busby Elementary School, which is, I love this, 25 kilometers from Westlock. Where the hell is Westlock? <laughs> well, they're both, they're, they're, do you remember Morinville? Yep. They're north yep. of Morinville, okay, and that's that? north of Edmonton. Okay, north so of Edmonton. Okay, I know yep, it's north near of Edmonton. Edmonton. Okay, there we go. Yeah. So it's a so. weird area. Uh, so they've voted. To 30 to 3 in favor of continuing prayer in a public elementary school. Um, yeah. And uh, this was all brought up by, uh, uh, what's, oh, darn it, what's the name? Jenny Blaine. Jenny Blaine, uh, who I've tried to get a hold of. I'm trying to, still trying to get a hold of her to get on the podcast. And so this is a school of 102 students. Oh. <laughs> and so it's not a very big school. It's a rural school. And they voted 30 and 3 to 3 in favor of continuing this whole thing. And about 60 odd parents showed up. So, and Jenny Blaine herself did not attend the vote. And I agree with her in that she didn't want, uh, she said, uh, I didn't want to be there to show that I'm condoning the concept of voting on our neighbor's rights. And that's exactly right. We should not be 
voting on whether or not we violate somebody's rights. Mm-hmm. Never. That's why That's I hated the Irish situation with gay marriage. It's like, oh my goodness, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that's not a good thing. Um, so what else has she said it, 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 about prayer? Jenny Blaine said it's not acceptable because it's a public institution and we shouldn't be condoning any religion in any public institution, but especially an academic institution. It also makes us all bow to the Christians. It says that we all have to take time out of our day to acknowledge how important they are. There's nothing in their religion that says they have to pray at school. She goes on and says, uh, I'm willing to take this as far as it, uh, as far as it has to go to protect our children's rights. It's wrong their freedom from religion is being denied in such a callous way. Uh, good for her. Yeah. Uh, so David uh, Garbutt, who is the uh, uh, representative of the Pembina Hills School Division, said the discussion at that meeting was reasonable and courteous. Of course, nobody was there to dissent for much. Uh, uh, he said, uh, uh, oh, shoot. There was something else he said that I, I really, really hated. Uh-oh. Uh, uh, Jennifer Tuninga, uh, well, Tuininga, I, I hope I'm not butchering that name, uh, who was a chair for the board of that uh, school division, said, We have great local community schools, and each one is unique. You have to look at the traditions and values of those local communities. Wow, do I so disagree with that. No, you, know, you have to look at the charter. Yeah, you have to look at the charter. <laughs> you have to look at yeah. where they're not. You know, doesn't actually no. It doesn't matter whether there are children that are not Christian at the school. It makes no difference. And this is a thing that's in Alberta and Saskatchewan as a part of their entry into Confederation, which would be uh, similar to state uh, entering into uh, the Union in, in the U.S. Uh, they were allowed in their constitutions to keep uh, this kind of thing going because back in the day, you know, before pre-1905, it was religious organizations that uh, set up schools in Alberta and Saskatchewan on the prairies. And so they, it's kind of an, it's an argument from tradition that they've uh, carried this over. It makes, it has no bearing on today's world. The school systems are uh, completely secular. They're public school systems. And there's also uh, sectarian school systems, uh, mostly Catholic and a few uh, Anglican ones in Alberta and Saskatchewan, but really I, I think that that should be just that we should uh, completely cut that off and just say we're just going to go with a public school system, but whatever. For sure. yeah, yeah, because there are some batshit schools here too that do get, you know, public funding and that really pisses me off and most people don't know that. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it would, so the uh, constitutions of Alberta and Saskatchewan, while though those provisions are in there, I, I would assume are subservient to the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which outlines uh, base, well, our rights and freedoms. And already in Ontario and British Columbia, there have been rulings that separating children, which is a, uh, has been put forward as, a, as an option here, uh, that separating children between the majority Christians who pray and those who don't, uh, is a violation of Charter Rights. So it's already in case law. So we'll see how this goes. Well, but they're not. They say the children can either leave or stay. Yeah, they so can, they but that's actually there, right. No, that's that's a denial of rights. That's already been ruled as a exactly. denial of rights. So okay. They, okay. they that's what is being suggested again. But there's no legal grounds for making that suggestion. In fact, quite the opposite. The the legal opinions uh, that while they haven't gone to the Supreme Court are that you can't do that. So I mean, if you think about it, you're separating out the kids, identifying them as other. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that can't be good. That's not going to be good. Um. Uh, 
So Naomi uh, Lakritz, who's an uh, editor with uh, the National Post, uh, has written a, or sorry, yeah, National Post, Calgary Herald. She wrote in the Calgary Herald that, uh, uh, here's a quote from that, uh, and you can go read it on the Calgary Herald website. Uh, in this day and age, it's anachronistic for the prayers of any religion to be recited daily in a public school whose mandate is to serve all children. This is not about atheism versus faith. It's about a single faith meriting no supreme place in public schools where children are from many faiths or none at all. And that's exactly it. That's that's the crux of the matter. Yeah. And, and this was a call to the NDP government of Alberta to uh, end this whole prayer in public schools. Just stop it. Or demand that there's equal rights for or equal time for other prayers. <laughs> Oh, God. But, yeah, <laughs> then, then you, okay, there's the morning, now what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Several lunch. exactly. Stop, uh, stop. It's ridiculous. Stop giving privilege to one group and include everyone or no one. Yeah. Or else, like, just go to your church or at home, like, yeah. really at school. I really hated the Lord's Prayer when I was a kid. It sounded so morbid. We said it in our school. If I should die two. before I wake. Oh, no, there's that. that's a different prayer. No, that's a um, yeah, nighttime that, prayer. prayer. Yeah, that's a, that's a really morbid one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not going to scare the shit out of kids. Yeah. If I die, yeah, it's, yeah, that's your bedtime prayer. <laughs> should change it. If I die from some horrible disease or am murdered in my sleep, or <laughs> just stop randomly breathing. Yeah. So. Because yeah. I, I know it too. I just can't remember it. If I should well, now the, I the lay last down to sleep and I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake. No, no, no. The Lord, <laughs> now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Yeah. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Yeah. That's, that's not no, nothing scary prayer. in that at all. I mean, I, <laughs> no, it's not a little prayer. It's just a for a little kid. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this one that we the, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy yeah. kingdom come. Which was made into a, a pop song in the seventies that did extremely <laughs> well by some nun. <laughs> and then as which it is in heaven, I happen to like. Well, the part I hate is, is as we, well, forgive us our trespasses, yada, yada, but lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I was always like, that's just creepy. Succumb to temptation. <laughs> oh. That's the way it should well, be. Trust me, a lot of the kids beat me up, so obviously they didn't care about Turn the other cheek. Ah, turn the other cheek. Come on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I turned my other cheek to get it plowed by another kid. Great. I mean, they say all these prayers and crap, and the, they were the worst bullies in that school ever. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> didn't work. Didn't make anyone nice, that's for sure. Deliver us from no, evil, I guess. If, it's, if you're delivered from evil, that means you commit all you want, I guess. I don't know. Ugh. I don't know. It was a waste of my morning anyway, standing there with this thing we all had to recite with our hand over our hearts. Well, when I was in school, I had to recite the Pledge of Allegiance and... Yeah, I remember that. I could see that. Why didn't we do the Pledge of Allegiance? Because you're not in America. Oh, okay. Well, we did. We did. How about the Queen? Oh, yeah. God save the Queen. Saluting the flag? I think we did that at assemblies. That makes That's sense. That's a bit too. of a nationalistic kind of thing. I, I don't For like sure. that either. Yeah. It's Can't not a patriotism thing. Come on. Patriotism is, is uh, defending values. It's <laughs> not saluting a flag. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to... That's just nationalism. Yeah, which is bent in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so now let's move on to, hey, it's election day next Monday. Yay, it is (laughs) kick Harper out of Sussex drive day. 
Yay. Get rid of we it. wish, and it looks like he just might. Yeah, uh, the Nanos polls have put uh, liberals up to 36% and the conservatives at 28 or 29 or something like that. And so. some, and the NDP is dropping off. Now, it's stable right now, but they were dropping off, and now it's stable, 24%. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, The advanced polls are going the, crazy. Yes, the advanced polls are going th- crazy, which is really bad news for any incumbent government. <laughs> it's really bad news uh, because it's a sign of the uh, motivation of the electorate. Yep. And when they're motivated, you better believe they ain't motivated to support you. Nope. And we saw that here in Alberta. So yeah, that's a case in point. Now we're seeing it in Canada. Yeah, all we're over that. Canada. And that's the thing. It, what happened was I think people were waiting until there was a, a clear, well, in this case it's sort of semi-clear, uh, <laughs> person to coalesce the vote around. And so that happened, and uh, I don't expect the NDP to come back. It's happened here very strongly with uh, Rachel Notley because, well, she's an incredibly intelligent woman, and she demonstrated it in the debates, and Prentice showed what an ass he is. Uh, Really amazing. And and we got an... uh, a letter, by the way, from Andrew in Calgary, and he says, uh, hello, Legion of Reason. Over the years, you've thoroughly de- criticized Harper for his assorted dis- despicable shenanigans. Darn right I have. <laughs> now that we have a new opportunity to end this nightmare, which of the candidates do you think has the most skeptical and science-based plat- uh, political platform? Oh, that's well, the $64,000 question. Well, it's a great I've, question, I've, by the way. It's a great question. I've read up on what Trudeau is saying, and he is talking about how the muzzling, muzzling of scientists and the conservative suppression of scientific information is an assault on democracy and embarrassment to Canada on the international stage. The Liberal Party of Canada is committed to revoking the rules and regulations that muzzle government scientists and allow them to speak freely about their work, with only limited and publicly stated exceptions. In addition, we'll consolidate the government science so that it is available to the public at large through a central porter. And that means they're going to hire somebody. Uh, they'll establish a chief science officer, which I bet, unlike the conservatives, I bet you this will not be a young earth creationist like <laughs> Gary Goodyear. Yeah. So they will insurance government science is freely available to the public. Well, the thing is, when science is muzzled and you're not sharing internationally, you don't get the type of conversations going that lead to great discoveries. Just imagine if Mendel, who... You're talking about Gregor basically, Mendel? Yeah, he was a monk. He basically, he, he basically discovered genetics. And practiced it, and he did a lot of experimentation, and he looked at the traveling of traits through generations. Imagine if he managed to talk to, you know, um, not not Carl Sagan, <laughs> sorry, this is awful of me. You know, at the time there was, I'm so bad with names and really, really flabbergasted at myself right now. The what? The guy who wrote the book, I think. The what? He wrote the book upon about you know how trait not traits but he he looked at evolution basically the father of evolution because he was talking first about to, Darwin are you Darwin oh my god now Darwin was able to talk to Mendel because Darwin really had no clue about genetics he just he saw he saw similar things but if those two were able to speak freely and share their information yeah and you know Darwinism might have been been the result you know Darwin had that copy of the uh, paper well it, well the journal that that Gregor Mendel published he had it in his possession but he never there's no evidence that uh, Darwin ever saw it. Yeah, exactly. Like, if those two were able to collaborate, actually collaborate. And Mendel fudged his data, by the way. Oh, did he? (laughs) Yeah, he was right, but he he fudged his data to make it more clear. More clear. People have done the the statistics on his data, and it's just too perfect. So people are just like, (laughs) yeah, we're not supposed to. But he was right. 
and, but and, and he was this, if they could have collaborated and some other scientists at the time could have actually collaborated if when you when you when you stifle collaboration you stifle innovation and and this government that we currently have is nothing about innovation instead we we're in a recession now because of lack of innovation so I'm hoping the liberals in these promises understands more about the importance of science and don't put people in place like Harper did, like Gary Goodyear. Well, they made it part of their platform. There's an explicit mention of science and scientists on there. Um, I actually downloaded the conservative plan and did a search on the word science, and it wasn't in there at all. No, whereas liberals Uh, have it everywhere. And the Green Party mentions it 13 times in their uh, plan. Yeah, but... I think we're all Yeah, aware. but they also want homeopathy and healthcare, well, national healthcare policies. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're kind that's of like into this, too much into pseudoscience compared yes, to the liberals. Absolutely. So that's why I will never vote for Greens until they discover what science actually is and use the word properly. Yeah, yeah. To be I agree. But at least they, you know, nod, right? Or one of, the, I think, on, on one of the titles of their things is Restore Canadian Public Science and the Role of Evidence in Our Decision Making. Exactly. So I, I kind of, you know, I looked at the Liberal, the NDP, the Conservatives, and the Green Party just for the hell of it. And uh, I was kind of surprised at how often the word science was mentioned in the Green Party. And I think overall it was actually mentioned more by them. Yeah, but in relation to pseudoscience, which is not good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. But the liberals, <laughs> the liberals seem to take the strongest stance on it. Absolutely, yeah. and yeah. and that's because of their stance on abortion and women's rights. They don't do it just because it's just because they want to be anti-conservative. It's science-based reasoning. So exactly, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a reason that I haven't uh, pushed a particular party. I mean, I, yes, I, I have been very ABC, you know, anybody but uh, conservative. Yeah, uh, but and there's I've a tried reason uh, that I haven't pushed any particular party, and that's a because I wasn't sure which party I was going to vote for myself, and b I don't want to make that decision for other people. Exactly. Uh, I, I, so just, I just know that everybody on this podcast who's listening to it is going to be ABC. It's pretty. I've met two. I know two atheists ever that I've met in this country who are uh, staunch conservatives. And one I can't stand because she's a total nationalist, you know, anti-immigration. I just yeah, I mean yeah, too really too much, there. right? Uh, and the others should know better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's that's it. I've been, that's the two I've ever met. And oh, I know a handful, and they'll yeah. go on the fiscal. Oh, yeah, they'll go on the fiscal platform, and and you know and they oh, they're really? interested in yeah. They don't even understand the economics, that, the yeah. health history, and shit like that, right? Well, I always found it funny that Harper would gripe about uh, uh, deficits that that uh, have been put forward by Justin Trudeau when we're talking with the deficit king. This is the guy that is is the king of all deficits. He, he yeah. he's just taken a great economy that was handed to him by the liberals and just destroyed it. You know, he went straight from exactly. very straight downhill to to heavy deficit, and now he's calling the you know kettle black. Well, he's claimed uh, on his website that he balanced a budget a year and ahead of schedule and all this stuff, right? Yeah, uh, whatever. Well, Diddy, Diddy, though. Yeah, that's just well, that's that, just that remains to be seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the deficit that Justin Trudeau is putting forward is not very large, and I do believe that 
uh, have, spending during times of recession is a good thing. You know, Absolutely. I don't have a problem with deficits. Balanced budget is it, it, to require a balanced budget. I think is just short sighted. Well, look at look at what well, look at what uh, Harper has done to balance the budget. Oh, the I mean, twenty four twenty four percent of the total Canadian debt since the Great Depression. Nine years. You going to call that nine years of sound fiscal government? Yeah. <sighs> Uh, he's he's bounced the budget on the backs of people like not letting people he's ei money billions to balance the budget instead of and and made it harder for people to get ei you don't do that so, so no you stimulate the economy by yeah. you know, investing in infrastructure and then people have disposable income and um, instead he's made it hard for people that are down on their luck without jobs to even get ei now so he's made it difficult he's caused job loss and then caused difficulty getting EI and then use the EI money to balance the budget. Yeah. So okay, I guess yeah. unethical. Robbing Peter to pay Paul. What do you think of this Trans-Pacific Partnership thing? Um, I don't have a particular problem with trade agreements. I do not have, have a problem. don't have the details. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. We need the details and that's just Justin's, Justin had the smartest response. Uh, that we don't have enough information to make a judgment on that. But in, in principle, I have no problems with trade deals. None. I have a problem trading with um, countries that are exploiting people. Well, look at what Harper did again, giving our wheat board, selling it to the to Saudis, the Saudis cheap, yeah. so they can get cheap wheat. Plus, he's selling them tanks. Yeah, and that's a, that's where I'm going to come to the second part of this this email, and that you know, applying skepticism to. Uh, political platforms that's difficult in principle it can be done and one of the things that i wanted to say is that it really depends on what kind of society you want to find yourself living in uh do you remember michael Shermer when he came out and said that skepticism leads inevitably to liberal libertarianism oh gosh and the i disagree that that's oh, like so do i yeah the reason is is because the uh the goal for him was very different from the goal for me i can't stand libertarianism because it 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 uh it basically uh, skews the balance of the equation to the individual as opposed to, you know, society. Society has rights too. Uh, you know, like I don't want to get, give everything to the individual at the expense of society. And we were a social species for after all. I mean, so, I mean, this, the experiment in libertarianism was in 1776 and it failed. And it failed because if you're not all pitching in to get the roads fixed, who's going to fix the road? Then you get a toll road. Exactly. I, yeah. I, it cost me a hundred dollars to go to the airport in Dallas, Texas. Hundred bucks of toll charges. Well, I'm not going to Dallas. Wow. Oh, don't ever do it. <laughs> and then this one Sorry, couple Dallas. had their house burned down. They forgot to pay a certain kind of insurance, being that they were broke. So a they lost their house and they owed thirty grand to the fire department to keep their house fire from spreading to other houses. Yeah. So it is possible to apply skepticism to to particular policies. So and and because you take a look at other jurisdictions which have implemented a similar policy. Now that that sometimes isn't it, it works to varying degrees because the situation in, a, in another jurisdiction may be very different from the one that we find ourselves in. But at least it gives you some kind of a direction. Yeah. There hasn't been that much in this election where I would say that you could directly do that. Uh, you know, maybe it's more about what do you want? Uh, do you want to have a national health care or not a uh, national daycare system that is subsidized? That'd be great. I don't I have no idea how how uh, he's going to pay for it. So in terms yeah, of that's scientific skepticism is not much there, but there is definitely a skeptic element. And there's skeptical econom econ economics. And that's where the Harper government fails because. Well, they just plain lie. 
I'm yeah. going to just let my lie. I mean, you've heard of the things like oh, Harp, uh, Harp, Harper is saying that, oh, Justin wants to take away those uh, checks to fa- uh, child care checks from families. But no, no, he's trying to stop people who don't need it from getting it. <laughs> you know, like there's a there's a, a point so where people who need it. The money. He has a way of paying for child care for the people who right. need help with getting yeah. child care rather than giving five hundred dollars to everybody. Yeah, exactly. And, and why not? Why not crazy. subsidize the people that are really struggling instead of giving the millionaire five hundred bucks too? So it's more about fact checking. And with the conservatives, you have to fact check because they are definitely giving a skewed view of things. Uh, I haven't noticed that with the other parties. Yeah, the bashing coming out of the Harper government right now. I yeah. have a definite skeptical eye on it because it's and beyond disgusting. It. It's, it. it's 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 the bashing in the way that's dishonest. Totally. So, that has no role in our politics here in Canada. Well, it shouldn't. Where but the, if we have to work. resort, I don't, I don't want to be hard on our American listeners or anything, but um, because the people that are listening to this will agree with you on this. So go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> Make your platform without yeah, negative negative campaigns are just yeah. awful. If you, my rule is, if you can't say anything good about yourself, don't say anything about the other guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no room for that in our. Uh, Society, I just, it's just it shouldn't have been here to begin with. Unfortunately, it did work. You yeah. know, it started in yeah. in the nineties, and and it, it's a poison that's it's seeped across the board. And now we have this guy from Australia who's uh, managing yeah. the campaign for Harper, uh, who's and just went on poisoned. about the kneecap. Yeah, the whole that's the thing that was brilliant. That's baloney. It's, it's an baloney, absolute it's distraction about two women who wanted to wear a kneecap in the whole entire country. Out of how many years we're going to make this a freaking Huge deal for this election? Really? Well, let's see. We don't want to talk about the recession, so we're going to talk about the kneecap. And the thing about the kneecap is it doesn't matter what you think in terms of, yeah, I don't think people should wear the kneecap in uh, in the public sphere at all. But I don't get to tell them that they can't. They do show their face before yeah. the ceremony. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're they're identified. And, and a lot of people don't. And a lot of people are thinking it's a burqa. No, it, it doesn't cover their eyes. They do yeah, right now have does. to show their face before the ceremony. Yeah, to they a, just to can a wear it official. during the ceremony. Yeah. And the continuation of the appeal on the court decision on wearing the niqab during the citizenship ceremony is there is no chance this appeal can win. None. Zero. Zilch. Nada. And yet they're going to waste your tax dollars on a, a political, for political gain is what they're doing. That's it. Yeah. And appealing to they the racists? No appealing to what? A lot of people are claiming this is appealing to racists. Oh. To the racism. They're getting the racist vote. I'm not sure about that, but... Oh, it's, oh yeah, I think it's pretty... Religion, <laughs> not a race. Oh, my God. How many times do we have to tell people this? <laughs> yeah, but we're talking about brown people. And, you know, like the the recent uh, return of the uh, Canadian-Egyptian journalist, uh, I, I, whose name escapes me today, he has been incredibly critical of Harper today, basically well, saying he was abandoned. And he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was totally yeah. abandoned to the Egyptian... And I'm putting this in scare quotes, legal system, uh, while the his Australian compatriot was returned long ago. And that was through the intervention of the Australian government. Where was Harper? And he has every right to speak out and and point the finger at Harper and say, what the hell? Thanks a lot, dude. Yeah. 
Uh, and awesome. it's great that he's back. Uh, you know that. It's Fami. His last name. His last name is Fami. Yeah. Muhammad uh, Fami. I, I wish. I wish I could remember his name. Yeah. It, it's just terrible situation, and he has every right to be angry with Harper because Harper didn't lift a finger for him. This is not the first time that he has shown racist ten- tendencies. Um, yeah. So as far as I've, well, I think if we go back to the eighties, was he not like um. Um, here in Alberta, was he not? Def- um, did they not hire? I don't know, neo Nazis or something for their security or something? Well, he, was, that was back when he was a uh, anti same sex marriage, anti gay, etc. Which he still is, I'm sure. Oh yeah, but he just can't. Uh, he knows that that's a fool's errand. Yeah. yeah. To try and uh, turn back the clock, he can't do it. Uh, going back to applying a skeptical eye. I just found the liberals more realistic in how they were going to take money from this to do this, whereas with the the NDP, you're kind of left wondering how this is going to get paid for. Not only that, I haven't appreciated Mulcair's economic stance as far as bashing kind of, not not saying how he's going to make oil sands and stuff better, but kind of being anti-pipeline. Whereas I haven't found the liberals to be quite as trying to get the economic or the yeah. environmental vote by See, bashing. We're we're still wedded to oil, whether we like it or not. Now we are still using it. It's with uh, you know Harper not pushing uh, alternative uh, strategies and uh, technologies, yeah, which he lack should of be because there's a lot lack of reasons of to do it. It's <laughs> not just you know innovation it spawns jobs. What the hell? Why not? Why aren't we doing this? Um, I do have a lot of problems with some alternative uh, energy strategies, but, you know, like, I mean, electric cars, well, first of all, you're passing the buck. How is the electricity (laughs) being generated to, to, you know, power your car? And anybody who's tried to start a car in minus 40 knows how, (laughs) what the efficiency of a battery is in in a Canadian winter. It's not much. You you know, uh, Tesla will get 400 kilometers or so uh, in, in, summer but in winter it might get 20 uh, that's why we need to fund research to find other sure. ways this Absolutely. is not being done uh, but uh, the thing is pipelines are much safer much much safer than rail yeah that that, that there's skepticism because you, I can show you this the uh, statistics there we go I can say it uh, on on that and the safety you know with you know remember Lac Magentique uh, which was a terrible disaster in Quebec and killed many many people uh, it was a runaway train and went kaboom uh, train train derailments are common uh, with pipelines your pipeline breaks are, are relatively rare and they do happen but with the newer pipelines and the and the best uh, practices it, it's quite a bit better so yeah. I'm and Mulcair wants to completely get rid of the Keystone pipeline I'm like whoa wait a minute <laughs> uh, let's just just take a step back and you know until until you've got a, a policy where we're starting to use other technologies to create energy and you're still going to be you know a a, a single uh, wind turbine takes a huge amount of energy to build it, it may not even get back its original the, the original input in its lifetime uh, there's problems there's problems with every kind of energy you can think of uh, it just uh, you're you're basically there's no free lunch no, and and if you if you but actually encourage research and innovation, you find yeah. ways of getting rid of things like tailings ponds, which they're finally oh, starting yeah. to do with new technology. Yeah, those are so horrible. So come on, science has a place when it comes to environmental areas, and you need to re- not <laughs> stifle that. Yeah, and so. the spinoff, you know, um, the technologies that are spinoffs. That uh, helps stimulate the economy. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. We. That's why I liked the Alberta Party was because they had plans in place to a 
fund research that would actually stimulate the economy and actually help us environmentally be more environmentally responsible as well. I want to hear those conversations where Smallcare just throws his hands up in his anti-pipeline. And that's, yeah. you're going to get your environmental vote? No. You're going to get my environmental we'll get vote by saying you're going to, you know, <laughs> support science the way that Trudeau has said. So. Well, what's interesting is what's going to happen after. Okay, now here's the scenario. The likely scenario is that uh, Harper may win, still win the most seats, but he will not have enough for a majority. Now, both Justin Trudeau and Tom Mulcair have said, uh, on, they're on the record as saying that they will not work with Harper, which means yeah. the first non-confidence vote, the government will fall. Yeah. But, okay, let's say that the the other option is forming a coalition. And Which I think Trudeau has said no to. Yes, and that's the thing. Trudeau has said he will, he was, he's interested in forming a coalition with anybody but Tom Mulcair. <laughs> so this brings us to a very interesting post-election uh, situation. And, and I don't know how that's going to work. I, I, it's exciting. But uh, the way <laughs> the polls are showing, they'll have the liberals with the most yeah, seats. Now the liberals will. are rising in the polls and the NDP's falling in and may not come to that. But it could, could still be quite interesting. Um, yeah, it'll be a minority government regardless. But it's a best case scenario sure. if it's minority government with Trudeau and well, we don't have to have this non-confidence crap. People were calling for a minority government with Rachel Notley too and that, that kind of went, yeah, went boom. boom. And yeah, being a majority, but, majority. But I don't think so in this case because the polls aren't in contradiction well, with that. And everybody I talk to in Alberta are still staunchly conservative, which I really don't understand. Well, consider where I live, so I'm I'm in the most conservative yeah. riding in all of Canada. Uh, which sucks. Well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't need skepticism to know that this sucks. Oh. <sighs> But, you know, one of the greatest ad campaigns, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this, uh, but the liberals here in this writing, what they did was to get, oh, and we talked about this, we talked about this, uh, the Send Harper message, where they were, uh, spend, you spend $50, you, you uh, pay $50 as a donation, and you get a sign with a message to Harper on it, and they put these signs uh, near Harper signs. <laughs> right? Have you got? Didn't we not talk about this? No, we haven't. Oh, we haven't. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I thought we did. No, that's the thing. It was a great fundraiser. It raised a lot of money for the liberal uh, uh, candidate, uh, Doctor Brendan. Mm. Uh, Brendan something. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, he said. It, it, I thought it was brilliant, uh, awesome, and you know, I, every time I go home. Uh, drive around, I could see these signs with <laughs> sending a message to Harper right around these big <laughs> uh, Stephen Harper signs, conservative signs. It's great. I, I think it's brilliant. So, so we'll see how that goes. And maybe on uh, Monday night. We'll, now, there's supposed to be some uh, uh, big bash going on. on I don't, I don't, is it on Facebook or something? The, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Farewell um, to Harper. Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> And it's got more likes than their actual campaign page. <laughs> yeah, awesome. that's not amazing. That's well, fun. then they should not get as many seats. So there. Yeah, so what's it called it's again? It's the uh, Harper, Har Stephen Harper going away party. There we go. Going away October nineteenth. It's the going away party. I'm hoping that Harper has to call the moving company to get get his ass out of uh, Sussex Drive. That's what I'm. So so they've got oh how many likes is on here at see. <laughs> 300,000 <laughs> likes uh, versus 240,000 for Harper's page. Nice. Isn't that just, that's just amazing. Awesome. Very non-scientific, but also very telling. Totally. But it's yeah. funny. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. And Monday will be the be the day. And I'll be glued to the TV. Uh, I'll this. be going to bed and, and then waking up and 
tentatively reaching for my phone going, oh, what happened? <laughs> yeah, this is in Ottawa, so no, not going to go. <laughs> but, oh well. I think it's more an online thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's an online it's just thing. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Good for us. Yeah. Can we finally get rid of this guy? Get Please. rid of the conservatives again. Yeah. It's been nine years. At this point, people. I would vote for the Greens. Horrible. Oh, don't do that. If, it, well, if, yeah. it, if I yeah. thought they were going to do well. <laughs> Despite the fact that I said that they mentioned science in their... Uh, yeah, uh, indiscriminately. Pseudoscience. Yeah. I'm not going to vote for the Green Party. Yeah. Because <laughs> no. exactly what you say. There well, are it's too draconian as, as well. Yeah. But, Rob you know, and Doug Ford are... are oh, they're endorsing Harper. Harper. Yeah, that, yeah. Enough said, Rob right? Cokehead, or excuse me, ex-Cokehead Rob Ford. Oh, God, Rob Ford. <laughs> yeah, they, is they, endorsing... They totally, in Coke. how do you say that? Etobicoke, you got it. Yeah, Ontario, they, they attended his little thing, so... Like, yeah, I know. Well, Harper like, supported him, too. So exactly. They're friends, actually. Oh, yeah. That tells you a lot right there. Yeah. It's yeah. This, the uh, king of slash and burn economics. Uh, that's that's what uh, fiscal conservatism gets you. Yeah, underfund stuff like health care and make us like the states with all this privatization. Great. Hmm. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I think we're done. Yeah, no, we're fine. my son. Let's just talk about that's coming up on the weekend, don't oh, we? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, God's sakes, yes. The, the, oh, yeah, uh, and Red Deer. <laughs> yeah, Red Deer. The, yeah. Um, I'll be manning the registration table uh-huh. with, with Nathan. Cool. Yeah. 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 I'll be there. I'll have a table for Atheist Alliance yeah. International. And so, so this was the non-secular conference of Alberta. The Alberta secular, secular conference. <laughs> it's very secular. Sorry, non-conference. It's they were calling it. None of the above no, is what it's called. Non-conference was in Ontario. Yeah, this is. Yeah. this is this none of the above. Started out conference. None of the above. Yeah, yeah. none yeah. of the above. Thank you. Yeah. None of the above. We started with the none of the above stuff, and then I got that all. Mixed and if up. you're looking for tickets, uh, too bad because it's too late. Yeah. No. Yes, it is. Is it really? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's hilarious! But if you it's come Saturday movies. night to the silly debate, the tickets are five oh, bucks. Five, but yeah, there yeah. there's still tickets for the debate, um, and there's tickets for something else too, but I can't remember what. Yeah, there's still some tickets for some of the things. Yeah, but not for the actual uh, conference itself. There, it's because of the catering. They need to know how many at a certain point. So I was I was trying to get a from from one of the organizers in Edmonton. I was trying to get a spot to put on the podcast, but uh, she couldn't get it to me. So that's all right. But we'll put it out there. You know, there's a lot of good speakers there. Uh, there's one guy I really want to have uh, on the... Uh, oh, let me find this now. Secular. Okay. Okay. So, oh, where's the speaker list for crying out loud? <laughs> that was the fun part about this. Is fun Googling these things. And it starts 10 a.m. on Saturday, and then the event at night is yeah. at 7. Uh, our own Nathan Phelps, who's uh, absent yet again from our uh, co-host list. Still <coughs> Hunty, right? Uh, yeah, Dill Hunty is there too. Yeah, he's the guest. Uh, the keynote. He's the keynote. Okay. Yeah. He's keynote, and he'll debate that. He'll be doing the debate Saturday night, which uh, I'm. Like, Sarah Moorhead is going to be there. She's from the Recovering from Religion organization in the. Oh, she's unable to attend. Oh shoot. Oh okay. Oh okay. Darn it. Oh, I, she won't I, be there. I knew she double booked herself somehow. So yeah. Yeah. Rob Breckenridge will be there. He's uh, yeah. on oh. 770 Calgary Radio. He's been a very good friend to the secular uh, community. And, and one guy I really want to have on the podcast is Ali Rizvi. 
Oh yeah. I really want to have him. He'd be so much fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's he's written a book called The Atheist Muslim and will be published next year in by Macmillan. That's just pretty cool. He's a good writer. He writes for Huppo. Uh, Shelley Seagal will be there from Australia. Yeah, oh, right, right. Uh, Scott, our, our good friend Scott Road. Uh, oh, he's, cool. He will be there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and of course, there's be other speakers, including uh, Matt Delahunty. And everybody listening to this knows who Matt Delahunty is. We have a 15-minute slot to talk about Atheist Alliance International, too, and, and our... Uh, projects well, that's good including our atheist asylum projects so yay yeah. not sure there's going to be three of us from aai there including oh, yeah. sam and and gail yeah right. and yeah yeah so that's coming up on the weekend yeah, yeah. Seven. Seven. Table. <laughs> luke seven that we were just reading about tonight oh yeah luke seven yeah we just sort of briefly mentioned him uh, in relation to prayer in public schools he he was uh, uh an opponent of prayer in the sturgeon school division in his public school, yeah, and I'd, I'd like to get him on the podcast as well. So this debate actually is between Matt Dillahunty and John Morrison, it, it does science point us away from or towards God? And it's funny because John Morrison is with the Livingstones Church. What's up? Um, it's a church here in town. He's a teaching pastor at Maple Ridge Baptist Church in Maple Ridge, B.C. John holds an M.A. in Christian apologetics. Uh. <laughs> So, and he's written... They should apologize. He's got Clear Minds and Dirty Feet, a book for aimed at translating the evidence for Christianity for both skeptics and Christians alike. Translating the evidence? He, he teaches at Pacific Life Bible College in Surrey, B.C. So he and Matt Dillahunty will discuss whether mm. science points us away or towards God. And that's, that's later at 7.30 on Saturday. Oh, we should make a bingo card for this. <laughs> we should so make bingo cards for this. Oh, I'm yeah. going to do this. Nailed, though. Creationist uh, bingo Unlike cards. Unlike we missed Deepak Chopra here in Calgary. Yeah, I, mean, oh. I, I had no idea he was here. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't been great. want to know. I think she I did, here, but it was, I don't know, a couple of months ago, right? So, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Well, My great. son's turning 24 today, so I have to phone him. Oh, oh you're good. He's good. in BC. Nice. So, yeah. It was great talking to you folks again uh, for Thank another you. two weeks. So I guess we'll see you on on, on the weekend anyway. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I just got my hotel room today, so. Oh, I have to do that. Ah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was halfway <laughs> tempted just to drive home, but I don't think that's a good idea. Well, not if you stay for the yeah. debate. Yeah. <laughs> I will for sure. I'm yeah. hoping it's nice enough I can ride my motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might be. I have, have stuff to. Have you checked the weather? What's that? I'll be, uh, have you checked the letter? Uh, weather? The weather? Oh yeah, like you can trust the weather. Well, it's yeah, it was it was really good this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be really it good this weekend. Really nice here, actually. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. October, yeah, it's been really nice. They, they were talking about the snow, uh, uh, where the snow line is. It's way up in the northwest territories. Okay. Where the well, Saturday's supposed to be 15 snow. degrees here. 15, 17. I'm skeptical somewhere. of forecasts that are that are extending beyond 24 hours here, and even. Oh, even I would be too, especially in this place. <laughs> yeah, in this place is. Yeah, yeah it's very unreliable. Yeah. But yeah. mostly it's getting close. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good night, right. guys. Yeah, good night. <laughs> Bye. Thank yeah. you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Legion of Reason, coming to you from Calgary, Canada. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please consider reviewing us on iTunes. Music was provided by Dean Morrison and Graham Hill and used with permission.